This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Welcome to WTS Waikato, a radio show and podcast which takes a look at the quirkier people, groups and interests in the region. I'm producer Gary Farrow. Love Your Bike Day was back again for 2021. This year the event was held on Sunday the 18th of April at Claudelands Park. It is always a fun day full of all things biking, such as races, orientation courses, speed tests, face painting and bike decorating, along with much more. Hamilton City Council, Bike Hamilton, Go Eco and various community groups get together to put the day on. This year it attracted as many cyclists and their families as always, despite a threatening sky and relatively fresh temperature. The day had been interfered with last year because of lockdown, so it looked like people were keen to get back into it. I myself rode my e-trike to Love Your Bike Day, as exploring the city's cycleways is increasingly becoming my hobby. I travelled from Melville on the southern edge of the city, along the Western Rail Trail, over the shared space on Claudelands Bridge, and eventually reached Claudelands Park to check out what was going on. I'm Fiona, I'm from GoBus, and I'm here with my beautiful regional bus here with the bike racks on the front, and we're here to show people how you can put your bikes on and off and transport them safely from the regional areas into Hamilton. Unfortunately, they are not on the Hamilton buses. Uh, due to, we don't really need them. If you're in Hamilton, you can bike anyway. Um, but all regional buses um, coming in and out of Hamilton have bike racks where we can fit two bikes on there. So these are the sort of buses that go out to places like Raglan and also to Cambridge? Yep, so we do Tiamudu, Cambridge, Murrinsville, Pyroa, Huntley, Narawahia, Raglan. Wow, so that's plenty of places that people can take their bikes and then they can access a, a whole other range of, uh, of cycleways. Absolutely, like I have um, a guy that comes in two times a week from Raglan with his, bus, uh, with his bike and he bikes home at night. So yeah, it's really good. Go down to Cambridge, beautiful cycleways down there, spend the day and then get the bus back again. Now how easy is it to actually fit the bikes on? Are are the um, bus crews able to help um, people with that or are they easy enough for people to just set it up on the front of the bus? Easy enough for a five-year-old to do it. Unfortunately the drivers are not allowed to assist um, because you are liable for your own loading but we will always show you how to do it and double check and help you along the way Um, but very, very easy. It's just one... one, um, bar that holds your bike on there and they're very stable and I haven't had one fall off yet. Do you see good usage of the service? Absolutely, yes, all the time. Um, Like I say, uh, regionals probably two or three trips a day have a bike on. Right, yeah, so those are people who are mostly, who would be going out to spend, say, a day at the destination and using the bike to get around. Absolutely, or using it to come into Hamilton and then they're biking, like they'll get off at the base and then bike to work. So they might live in the outskirts, catch the bus into Hamilton and then bike from there. 
As for the bus service, because the kids obviously are taking a real interest in the bus today. I mean, who doesn't like a good bus um, brought into brought into the middle of Claudelands Park? It looks pretty cool. Um, but uh, what um, what range of bus services do you provide, and how how much does it cost for people to actually use them? So it depends on the zonage that you're going to with the regionals. Um, the regionals are half hourly, and um, we have yeah every area covered with your b card it is a lot cheaper it's about i think three dollars twenty to go all the way out to raglan on the b card versus six dollars cash so it is definitely worth getting a b card um and it's a really cheap way to go out you know go out somewhere for the day catch the bus back in versus finding parking using gas all the rest of it and if you've got kids you know they enjoy it you know get along have a good good trip on a bus somewhere under five is free on all services. Over five, um, at the moment, the regional council have said it's all one fare. So within town, it's a dollar seventy on the bus card or three dollars cash. And that's you can um, with the bus card you can transfer off one bus onto another. Works out about two hours travel for a dollar seventy. So if you've got some kids, you know, jump on and go to Claudelands and then jump on another one half an hour and carry on. But with the bikes, they're only on the regional buses. But yeah, it's definitely a good good way to spend a few hours. Hamilton City Councillors were also in attendance at the event, along with the hundreds of children and their families, to show their support for cycling and active transport in Kirikiriroa, Hamilton. I'm Sarah Thompson, I'm a Hamilton City Councillor and I'm here at Love Your Bike Day because I love bikes. Actually I do. Um, <laughs> uh, I just think that cycling is an amazing way to get around um, and I wish that it was safer in our city so that's why one of the reasons I'm on council. Claudelands Park ironically is a notoriously difficult place to get to on a bike because um, you've got busy arterial roads on all sides so I think parents with kids um, would find it pretty stressful for a lot of their journeys to take their kids here. Um, Ultimately I would love for people to get from where they are to where they want to be, no matter where they are in the city, um, on bike and feel like they can do it safely. So, But that's going to take investment and that's where um, putting money into our long-term plan, advocating central government is really important. So to get here, I travelled from Melville on my e-trike and I used some of the um, arterials, as it were, that are provided for bikes um, and other active modes of transport, um, including the shared zone along Victoria Street where bikes ride in the centre uh, with uh, with the cars so that was a new experience um, and obviously that's quite low on the cost end of things but what sort of um, what sort of success uh, does that sort of uh, service provide? Yeah so I think um, the shadows where you've got the arrows which indicate bikes share the road with cars um, are useful where you've got a slow um, speed area so where the cars already go say 30 k's or less um, that's a good way of showing actually bikes have the right to be there and so I don't think it would necessarily get more people on their bikes because it's you know it's only one little piece of the puzzle but for people who already ride along there I think it gives a bit more confidence um, and a feeling like you belong there because I know personally I've biked along Victoria in the middle of the road um, plenty of times before and I always just go don't care I'm here. <laughs>
but now I, I have a right to be there, <laughs> which which is good. That. Love Your Bike Day is like an outright endorsement of cycling by council staff uh, and councillors to a degree. But what is it that is stopping real quick progress being achieved for cycling infrastructure in Hamilton? Good question. That is the question that I'm constantly asking. (laughs) Um, I think that there's a few few bits to that puzzle um firstly to do good quality retrofitting where you're putting uh cycle lanes in your existing parts of the city it's way more expensive than probably what people imagine it is really costly um and so money is one thing and we have to get uh waka kotahi and zta to co-fund our projects so usually they fund about half um but they've got business cases that we have to work through and then we've got to uh get the money from them and, and, and they're quite tight on money at the moment so there's a whole process to get to that point of saying okay let's start building so we do have Eastern Pathways um, which is the school link and the university link which will connect like 20 something schools up um, and thousands of students from their home to their place of education and that's in the process of going through that business case and um, by the end of the year it should be ready for construction um, but then it's going to take like five years or so to 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 get some real wins um, in terms of uh, the implementation. You also have um, I think there's also the challenge that if you want to do kind of quick and dirty stuff where you say just take a lane and um, put some hit sticks down it and claim it for the bikes, it's incredibly political and you have people who say no you're going to kill my business if you take away the car parks or uh, residents who want to park their car on the side of the road and so you have to have a a really brave council where the majority of your councillors are brave and and dedicated enough to really work through that resistance and try and take the community with them (sighs) yeah taking the community with you takes time so it's um it's a very political issue in many ways. And it's not just taking the community with you, it's, it's enabling part of the community that wants this to actually have it. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, through our long-term plan, we actually saw uh, well over half of our submitters said, do it faster. We want you to put, uh, you know, the, the higher amount of money into walking and cycling because we want safe options for getting around. So I think that was a really good... Um, validation of where the council is trying to go and a signal from the community that actually we're not providing them what they want Um, and I don't know how many people I've spoken to have said I would cycle if it was safer, I'd love for my kids to cycle or scoot or walk to school but it's too dangerous Um, and so I think uh, maybe it's been a little bit of a wake up call for some of our councillors also who have assumed for a long time that most people just want to drive but actually that's not the case we've only given them the one option of driving so yeah it's a change in mind shift and attitude that's really needed and that's where the community can really help um, in terms of submitting on things like the long-term plan getting involved in our eastern pathways or other biking projects um just turning up at our council meetings and saying hey (laughs) please invest in this stuff 
um, whatever it might be. Yeah, it really helps. Free FM's very own Amber Hamill was doing a stunning job emceeing the event. She handled it like a pro. Are you seven or eight or nine or ten or eleven or twelve and have decorated your bike? You need to have your hand in the air, like properly in the air though. And we're going to swap arms. I mean, listen, if you want to have both hands in the air, there's no rules against that. Oh, very nice. If you wanted to kind of like sway them a bit like you were dancing, that would be cool to me. Excellent. If you feel like you haven't been seen, if you feel like the judges haven't spotted your amazing decorated bike, please scooch up a little bit towards me if it's safe to You will need to take your hands down to do that. Unless you're some kind of magic. If you're 7 or 8 or 9 or 10 or 11 or 12 and you've decorated your bike, you want to see me. I'm not, I'm not the I love them all. I, I see the judges thinking, one of them definitely got their thinking hat on. A great collection of cargo bikes were gathered at the event to show how cycling could serve more purposes than just leisure. The cargo boxes were big enough to carry multiple children, big loads of shopping, and an endless variety of other things. Go Eco were there, so I checked out what they had in the pipeline. So my name is Alice, so I'm from GoEco, and we are launching a um, bike delivery service. So um, it's essentially a courier service around the city and suburbs um, powered by an electronic uh, cargo bike. So it's a bit of a um, service to sort of cut away some of the emissions in the cargo area, getting really fast um, delivery around the city and yeah, just promoting the use of bikes and cargo bikes as a viable alternative transport. So there'll be a bit of word going out um, soon, um, so we haven't quite launched it yet, but essentially we have a website set up and you just log on to the website, book your delivery, um, and it'll be, um, we deliver every afternoon, every day, Monday to Friday, so that afternoon we'll pick up your um, booking and pick up your goods and deliver it to wherever you want us to go. It looks like it's a fair amount that the bike is able to carry. Do we know uh, how many kilograms it can carry in that in that quite large uh, wooden box there? Yeah, it's pretty big. I don't know the exact amount, um, but, you know, roughly sort of one and a half people's worth. <laughs> um, Size-wise, we can fit a, a one large sort of flower bouquet. I can see there's a collection of cargo bikes here, all manner of cargo bikes, but this one is obviously a service which is, yeah, particularly interesting, uh, available for a lot of people. Yeah, so um, yes, we are a service, but primarily we do want the service to be used to get the word out about bikes and cargo bikes. Um, but yeah, the, the interest is definitely growing. Um, I think about two years ago there was maybe one or two cargo bikes here at the event, and then now to see this collection is just, yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. It's exactly what we want to see happen is people actually thinking about how you can use your bikes for so many more things. Um, kia ora everyone, my name is Maxine Van Oosten, I'm a councillor at Hamilton City Council and uh, I'm here at Love Your Bike Day because it's just a really great opportunity to promote cycling in our great city of Hamilton. We are a city that's flat, that has um, some pretty good weather and a really 
uh, you know, good opportunity to be able to bring people out and recognising that and trying to find a way to promote cyclists uh, onto our roads and cycle safety. Um, there's been some awesome uh, uh, activities here today and, you know, we've given away some great prizes too. So, you know, good, good for families to be able to see that. And we've learned today um, by how many people have attended, even on a relatively grey day, that... Um, a lot of people are into cycling and that it's really something that needs to be enabled um, around Hamilton City. What do you think it is that's standing in the way of the, the progress being achieved that some of these cyclists could do with? Look, I think the biggest barrier is the money actually you know we haven't got enough in our budget um, to be able to go around the government uh, isn't prioritizing enough to to help us to do that and um, and I think you know people are ready to have that conversation about uh, being able to get out on your bike and really enjoy our city in a different way in a way that um, is really mindful of our um, environment and uh, and our health benefits as well so you know I think there's some real work Work that we need to do about advocacy for cyclists for the benefits of that we've got some great allies to help us um, and I think it's coming of age um, but you know we won't give up on it um, you know there's other councillors around the table who really do recognize that um, it's, a, it's an awesome uh, activity to be able to uh, uh, aspire to so um, you know we'll be working hard to make sure that these residents have got a, a voice at the table so as well as councillors, staff um, with Love Your Bike Day happening are really passionate about enabling active transport in the city. But it was interesting what you said before about central government being a significant part of it. We, we try and mobilise ourselves on a local basis, but then it's like council... You have to make a pitch to uh, central government, effectively, don't you? Yeah, we do. And um, as a city, we need to have partners always to be able to get across the the um, cost barriers, actually. Um, when we're building new parts of the city, it's easy to build that into it. But uh, when we're retrofitting the majority of the city, you know, that's the really hard part. You know, I learned today on the go, the, um, yeah, go bus, is it? A bus it um, by, by our bus. Um, just how many blind spots there are on a on a bus, and that in fact, when um, when the driver is sitting there, and we've got cyclists alongside of them you might not be seen and so that's really frightening when we're asking people to share the road with all manner of transport and uh, you know so we have to be able to call on those partners to support us uh, for these activities and um, you know if we don't if we don't have it then there's not going to be the change that that we'd like to see uh, over a short term rather than um, the really long term that's being talked about so you know, we've got some great plans in uh, our 10-year plan, um, but there's nowhere near enough money to be able to do what, you know, what would make a great difference. So, um, you know, that's why we have to be able to rely on um, government and other partners to, to get alongside us and, and make sure it happens. With the Sharrows on Victoria Street, um, that's obviously a new development and an attempt to you know, make not only shared spaces but safer shared spaces. It's taking people a while to sort of get the idea that cyclists and drivers have sort of the same rights to using the space, isn't it? 
Yeah, Gary, I think a lot of that is about education, educating um, you know, our drivers, other road users, that the road is everybody's. Um, it takes a lot of courage to own the lane, and we cannot expect our children to do that. Without it, we can't expect um, you know, more timid riders to, to be able to do that. We've got to be really helping them to own, own that space and have the knowledge that they'll be safe in it while doing it. Um, I sometimes look at myself a bit foolishly about, you know, putting my hand out um, to change a lane, and I'm relying on the guy behind me not to, um, you know, not 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 to hit me virtually. So um, it takes a lot of faith <laughs> to be able to do that. But um, you know, there are education programs that are coming out, but we also need um, drivers of all kinds of vehicles to take responsibility for that, to be looking everywhere, to be slowing down too you know the roads aren't just about getting from A to B um, there's a lot of other users on it and, and you know we have to do that in a really shared and responsible way. Yeah it's about education and people enacting this change and I guess that's what people have done today by turning out in, in large numbers some people would have gotten here via road other people would have bought their bikes and cars um, but we want everybody to be able to to, to come here uh, freely on their bikes, don't we? Oh, too right we do. And look, I, I, my golden rule is, look, if in doubt, get on the footpath, actually. It might not be a popular thing to say, but, you know, you're going to be safe um, and be, you know, careful for pedestrians, of course, when you're doing that. But, um, you know, do take some um, care with your own uh, bike riding as well. You won't get into trouble if you're riding in a really responsible way with your helmet on, um, use your bell, and uh, you know, let's all you know take uh, take over Hamilton. I reckon on your bike. Cheers. Tahuia, the new commuter train service between Hamilton and Auckland, started operating recently, and there is even space on board to store your bikes. Councillor Maxine Van Oosten was mindful of the opportunities that could open up. It's only about six spaces for a bike, um, and if I was going up to Auckland in the weekend. I'd want to take my bike with me so that I could get about a bit and, and see. And the other thing that I have to do some investigation into is whether I can get off the train at Papakura, get on a local train with my bike and be able to um, get about into other parts of Auckland with it too. So yeah. that's kind of perfect because actually it's not just me with my two-wheel bike, but it's other bikes that I've seen here today that have that are cargo bikes that are, you know, got kid carriers on them as well. And so you're going to need extra space for them too. So I think that's a really great idea actually. And, you know, we've got um, uh, passengers on our, on our trains that aren't just getting on their feet, getting in. So that's kind of important and special. Mayor Paula Southgate helped conduct the prize giving at Love Your Bike Day for some of the children's splendidly decorated cycles. Okay, everyone. Goodness, there's some super speedy cyclists out there. I'm not very fast cyclist. I'm quite slow, so I'm impressed. And we're going to get councillors Sarah and Max to give you your prize bag. Here's number one, Sarah. And the winner of the speed trial is Tyler. Is Tyler here? Woo! Go, Tyler. You're super speedy. And the second one is Tyler with a W. Tyler W. Yes. Yes. Here he comes. 
Excellent. Thanks to Love Your Bike Day, Bussett, Hamilton City Councillors Sarah Thompson and Maxine Van Oosten, and Go Eco for being the subjects of this episode of WTS Waikato. You can like the show on Facebook, follow it on Twitter, and find it wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to Free FM, the Community Access Media Alliance, and New Zealand On Air for making this show happen. Do you know of a quirky person, group, or interest which you think would be worth covering on WTS Waikato? For that matter, are you passionate about anything in particular in the Waikato? Then contact me, Gary Farrow, on technician at freefm.org.nz or send me a message on the WTS Waikato Facebook page. Thanks very much again for listening to WTS. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.